This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April Fool day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you feeling okay? Feeling good. You, you seem a little different today. Well, I don't like the rain. That's true. You are a fan of sun therapy. I am sun therapy. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a doom and gloom kind of guy, but I'm a big fan of this weather out there behind us. Sort of gray, a little touch of rain, not just a downpour, but a, a little misty, but it's a little, supposed, a little it's rainy, to, a little foggy. I thought foggy. it was supposed to clear out by... One, it's supposed to clear out by like 1 o'clock. That's the type of weather I like. I okay. enjoy it. You okay. can sit in here all day. I can sit in my office in the dark. You see it over there. It looks very dark. It is very dark. It feels good. It's a good day a today. That's true. Steve's just back in the corner in his frozen tundra of an office. Is it still cold back there? It's not so bad today. There are some days where I walk in <sighs> and what whatever the temperature is, there's usually a strong breeze that is pushing toward the door. So sometimes I'll open up the door and there's this resistance because of an arctic blast that is trying to keep the door shut, or it is a heat wave. And either way, it's a very interesting time in Steve Sell's office. Steve, we've got a lot to talk about today. I want to start off by asking you a question, though. Are you a fan of the movie Field of Dreams? That's who? Costner? That would be Kevin Costner. I've never watched that movie all the way through. I've watched parts of it at times. Have you seen all of it? No. You haven't just sat down and seen the ending of it? No. You've seen the beginning, I guess? What, what What have you seen of that movie? Not much. I just see... I watch for five minutes, and since I don't know what's going on, I just turn off to something else. Because, Steve, it feels like that is a movie that you would absolutely love. I like Costner. And baseball? Yeah. And farms? Well, and Iowa? I don't know about that. Women named Annie? Whatever. Ooh, Annie from uh, Bull Durham. I, th- I think his wife's name is Annie. Oh, man. Okay. He likes, he likes Annie's so you, in. So you like Bull Durham better than you like Field of Dreams. Never seen Field of Dreams. So How have I you like... not seen Field of Dreams? You watch MLB Network all day. It's got to run ten times a week. I, When it comes on, I turn to something else. Well, you got to watch it, Steve. <laughs> I feel like you're missing out on a part of your life. Really? Yeah. I, I went back I and... I watched Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's on ten times a day yeah. on most channels, and, and that's that was the first time I'd watched Forrest Gump basically almost all the way through. 
<laughs> Come on, Steve. You gotta, you gotta pick it up a little bit. We need to get you a DVD plug. Well, you have one. Yeah. We need to get you a big stack of DVDs. Well, anyway, the reason I mentioned Field of Dreams is because I went back and rewatched it last night. I saw it several times as a as a younger kid. I saw it a couple times as a teenager, but I haven't seen it recently. And everybody always tells me about how it's one of the greatest baseball movies ever. And if it's not one of the greatest baseball movies ever, it's just one of those movies that teaches you a lot about life. Okay. And fatherhood, the relationship with the dad and his son or the dad and his daughter and how baseball can bring people together. And that's why I feel like you would like it because you're such a big baseball guy. I am a baseball guy. And you don't have any interest in watching it? It doesn't excite me, no. Do you know the plot? Of the movie? It's Kevin Costner lives on a farm, and he builds some kind of makeshift baseball field. Somebody says, build it and they shall come, or something like that. I think James Earl Jones is in there somewhere. You're on the right track. Okay, who's he building this baseball field for? That I don't know. When they say, build it and he will come? Do you know who he's talking about? Shoeless Joe Jackson. Well, Shoeless Joe Jackson shows up first. Oh, really? Okay. And because in Kevin Costner's mind... He's thinking, okay, it's it's all the Chicago Black Sox that were banned. Now there's the a, Eight Men Out. There's a good movie right there. Eight Men Out. I've watched that hundreds of times. So I think in, in his head, he's thinking, okay, it's the Black Sox. So they can get a chance to play again because they were banned. And okay. so they show up, and then he realizes he needs to go find James Earl Jones, and then it leads him to finding so another James guy. what's James Earl Jones? Is, what's he do? Is well, he- well, he was a writer in the 60s okay, and the 50s, and I think a little bit of the 70s too, and he was this big peace and love and don't go to war and mm-hmm. and he then he backed out of it and he said I'm not writing anymore and for some reason he's getting him back to write I don't I, I don't really know his part but yeah. he goes and finds him and takes him to a game and then they have to find this other guy Doc Graham Moonlight Graham who then was a player back in the day and then it leads to Kevin Costner's dad whenever he was a young fella okay showing up and playing a little baseball and at the end of the movie, him and his dad have a catch. Do you like to say have a catch or play catch? Play catch. I always say play catch, but he says, yeah. Dad, you, you want to have a catch? And it was his dad from when he was like 20. Mm-hmm. So they have a catch on the field of dreams. It doesn't have any interest for you? Don't they the whole like, movie's about his don't, dad. Don't He's trying like, to find his like dad. Don't they walk into the cornfield and disappear or something like well, that? Well, it's, it's where they go. You know, okay. they, they ask, is this heaven? And he says... I don't know. No, this is Iowa. <laughs> so people always say that if you're from Iowa. But moral of the story, Steve, is him and his dad have a catch at the end of the movie. Did you and your dad play any baseball together? We played catch in the backyard. Because I know you guys probably played threw, a lot more golf together. I, I threw so much heat, it hurt his hand. <laughs> he had to get a new glove. Yeah, I was bringing the heat. So you're saying that you played a lot of catch with your dad, or did you play more golf with him? Because I know he was a good golfer. We did not play golf together at all. Never? When we when I was young, no. He had his group. I had my guys. My guys stayed away from his guys. His guys what about were, as you got older? We oh, well, I yeah. guess you weren't there all that often. We played a ton of golf. I mean, we played in the Swing and Bridge together for like 16 years. So you played a lot of golf with him, yeah. but not uh, but a decent amount of baseball too. Until well, from about ten to twelve for about three years, and then I kind of gave the game up. My dad and I, we didn't, we haven't played just like an unbelievable amount of golf together enough, and I didn't really start playing golf until I was thirteen or so. Mm-hmm. And and my dad's a pretty good golfer, 
Well, at least he likes to think that still. Yeah. But baseball, we played a lot of catch in the backyard. I was kind of a weird kid, Steve. Would that surprise you? No. If I would, if I would to tell you that we had a basement at my house that had a wall, like a cement wall, and that I would sit down there with a tennis ball or a rubber ball and throw it off the wall all day, and I'd catch it over there like I was a first baseman. Okay. Would that surprise you if, if I told you I did that no, for hours at a time? No, it wouldn't surprise me, no. Have you ever heard of the hitaway? No. It was a Derek, I think Derek Jeter was the big baseball endorser of it, where you wrap it on a pole and you can hit the ball and it'll wind around the pole and then it will unwind and sort of come in like a pitch. You know what okay. I'm talking about? Yeah. The hitaway. I, yeah. And, I had yeah. one of those in the basement okay. and I'd hit dingers all morning. Must had a pretty tall basement. Well, it was like nine feet. Ooh. Eight feet. Well, my basement's enough right. to maybe have a basketball goal that was halfway down and my dunk on people. I don't think my basement's seven feet. But that's what I used to do all day. Would that surprise you? No. Do you have any other memories like that? Your field of dreams memories with your dad? Um, he used to just about have a cow when I'd make an air. I could just look over there and he's going, "Jeez, don't boot that ball." Well, I thought you were a gold glove winner at the hot corner. I w- my first year I wasn't. Okay. I worked you, hard. You grew on, at it. I worked hard on my fielding. I was a dominating defensive presence. And anytime you'd get it, you'd zip it over to first oh, base. I, you bet. So your dad would sit over there in the stands, or he'd probably stand there and he'd yell at you and say, "Come on, Steve." They generally they at at our park, uh, the cars parked around the diamond. Okay. And he parked in a car because I. would I wouldn't let him. You were too, you were too embarrassing for him. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't let him come to like golf tournaments. I wouldn't let him come to basket when I played basketball. I didn't want mom and dad coming. You didn't want him to be a hovering parent. I just and yell at the officials. I didn't want him seeing me sit in the bench. <laughs> you were you were I, the ringleader on that middle school I, basketball. I was team. the sixth man in the eighth grade. I was the sixth man on our basketball team. As a ninth grader, I was the fifteenth out of fifteen. Well, Steve, here's a resolution for you. I need you to watch Field of Dreams. All right. Because I think you'd like it. I think it would make you feel all sentimental. I know there are a lot of people that they can't make it through the last 10 minutes of the movie because it's just such a a heartwarming moment between father and son. They didn't have a great relationship whenever he was younger, and he said something bad about him because his dad liked Shoeless Joe, and he told him, your hero is a criminal. Sure. And he said, I just regretted telling him that. They didn't have a great relationship, but they were able to bond because they had a catch. There you go. I rewatched it last night, finished it up this morning, enjoyed it again. Okay. I liked it a little more this time than I did when I was younger. But I think that's your new goal. Go home. You've got MLB Network. You have oh, recording. It's on. I you know. have DVR. It's on all the time. So go home. You can search for it in your guide. And the next time that it's going to play, which will probably be like in the next hour... <laughs> Hit record. It is on a lot. It's on all the time at yeah. 3 in the morning. Well, I... Hit record and then go watch it sometime. Well, I'm a busy man, so... Yeah, you are. You really are. You never have any time to sit at home. I Very seldom. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we've got a lot to talk about today. There was a big rumor in the NFL involving the Chiefs today. Ooh. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. 
You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, and Mr. Field of Dreams himself, Mr. Steve Sell. I hear from a source that you are not a fan of tearjerker movies. You don't like the sappy stuff. Is that the real problem here, Steve? You don't want to no, watch. You don't want to no, feel I emotional. Would, I wouldn't say that. You it's, don't want to sit at home and and have a little tear run down your. If cheek. I want to do that, I'll just watch Brian's song. I'll ball like a baby during. What about Brian's Titanic? Titanic. I won't ball at Titanic. Well, it's emotional, Steve. Uh, I'll never let go. I'm Jack. You're yeah, Rose. Well, I'll never. No, let I'm go. not Rose. <laughs> I'm not Rose. Trust me. Well, no. Steve, there were some big time rumors floating around right about the time that you went home for lunch. So I'm not sure if you caught them. I haven't seen them. Because you always go home, you turn on ESPN or MLB Network or Mad Dog Russo, whatever you... It was Mad Dog. Whatever you feel like you need to turn on at about this time. But the big rumor that was popping up this morning, and it was all confirmed via Twitter, so of course that gives you a lot of faith. Oh yeah, Twitter really is. Was that the Chiefs, well, was that Patrick Peterson was about to be traded to an unnamed AFC team. That was the big rumor that was floating around. And, of course, everybody in Kansas City started to freak out. They were losing their minds. They're going, oh, my gosh, they're getting Patrick Peterson right before the draft. They won't have to get all these other defensive backs. And it turned out to be false. Patrick Peterson's old, though. Not terribly old. I think he's late 20s. Yeah, maybe late twenties, but well, that's old for a football player. Yeah, but he's a lockdown corner. Well, he could be he's better than anybody the Chiefs. It's have. like Daryl Revis whenever they had him the other oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Oh yeah, he he got lost on Revis Island. Yeah, but that would have been a very weird move at this time of year, especially because we're getting right up to draft season. I was looking at a couple of Mac or Mac drafts, mock drafts, and the feel is with pretty much every mock drafter that the feel is that the chiefs are going to go into the secondary. They need to go get corners and linebackers. Does that give you confidence with rookie corners? Obviously they have had success with people like Marcus Peters and his rookie year, but for the most part, a lot of their younger corners have turned into toast burnt toast. Yeah. Does that give you a lot of confidence going forward? I mean, who knows? They could be, Great corners in three yeah. years, but do you feel good about next year, even if they drafted the two of the top five corners in the draft? I don't have a good feeling about their corners, no matter who they draft for next year. Um, that defense, whew, it's it's kind of scary right now. I I think they got to look at linebacker too. Uh, I don't know about free agency. I'm not sure who they've looked at in free. I mean, they got Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. That's true for safety. But uh, I don't know who else they're looking at in free agency. You know, the weird thing about the linebacker position, it feels like you have to have really good interior linebackers, players like Derek Johnson. But coming out of college, there's never a heavy price on middle linebackers. It's all focused on pass rush. Right, outside Outside linebackers that are kind of the the rushing defensive ends almost. They're standing up on the outside of the line. When you really do need to have a good inside linebacker, and I thought that was something that really hurt the Chiefs last year. And if they could have gone back and maybe had Derek Johnson three years before that, Mm -hmm. like the 2015 version of Derek Johnson, with last year's defense, 
I think it would have made a pretty significant difference because the pass game would get all out of sync, which would lead to the pass rush being able to be solid, but nothing else really being able to be good. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that position. Well, one thing, they're going to play a 4-3 this year. Right. So you got to have a middle linebacker. So And a good one. And a good one. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's real interesting. The draft is, what, Thursday? Begins Thursday. First round Thursday. Okay. I'll be curious to see what the pistol has to say about the Chiefs. Yeah, tomorrow on the show, we're going to have a very special guest. and that Thursday. is Thursday. All right, yeah, excuse me. We will not have a show on Wednesday tomorrow. But Thursday, we're going to have Peter Holland of the McPherson Sentinel. He has been begging me for months. Well, he's an alleged NFL insider, he said. He said, hey, I've got my mock draft. Just let me come on. I, I got to give my mock draft. And I said, all right, Pistol, you're well, in. Well, you're, our, you're our insider. Well, you know, the Mount Rushmore of insiders. Mel Kuyper. McShay and Pistol. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Pistol Pete. There you go. I think it'll, it'll be a pretty solid group, and I'll be interested to see what he has to say. Have you given any thought to the NFL draft yet? Steve, I know you're kind of a live-in-the-now guy. Yeah. You look ahead a little bit, but I can't imagine that the NFL draft is something that has been very appealing to you yet. I'm, maybe, I'm a, maybe you'll start thinking about it Thursday. I'm appealed for the first round, and after that, it's it's Hammonagerville. It's just me. whatever you want the Chiefs to do. Right. That's pretty much what it is. I can't believe people actually watch, with the 233rd pick in the draft, such and such takes, you know... Sam well, people Sham. do kind of turn it off by the end. Well, the first the first round is really all I care about, and maybe maybe the second round, but after that, I mean. But remember, look how many gems have been unearthed. I thought late. you said gems, no, and I gems. thought you were saying that is a bad thing. Gems. <laughs> look at how many gems they've had to pull out that G-E- have just been terrible. G E M S. How many gems unearthed late in the late round? Well, and that's what the Chiefs have been really good at in the recent years is finding those value players at a third-round or a fourth-round pick, Kareem Hunt, which that didn't turn out great. Tyree Kill was later on in the draft. Well, yeah. who knows if he'll play this year. I hope Chris, so. Chris Conley was a third-rounder. Travis Kelsey was a, was a later guy. So yeah. hopefully this is another year where the Chiefs can do that because they didn't particularly have a good draft last year. There weren't guys that immediately came in and, and, and made a big difference. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what they do. Are you a fan of Kyler Murray? Are you thinking the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury should get Kyler Murray? I don't think so. I just think he's awful. He looks very small to me. And, you know, he can do all that running around against the Kansas Jayhawks and look great. But NFL guys, they're going to run him down. They're going to squash him like a bug. Now, Steve's big comment about Baker Mayfield last year was, his hands are too small. Yeah. Is your comment this year going to be, Kyler Murray's too short? I just... I don't know about – he's only been a quarterback. He was a starter for like one year. Kyler Murray? Yeah. Well, at OU he was there for one right. year. But remember, he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school from Allen, Texas, Allen High School, where he was yeah. a dominant player. Remember, he went to A&M first, and he started for a little bit at A&M and then eventually transferred. Yeah, I think his dad and the A&M staff got into some kind of... Well, the A&M staff and that whole team that year was kind of a mess. You think they feel stupid after last year? Well, I think a lot of those teams that have let Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield transfer, whether it's Texas Tech or A&M, letting people leave, I think they've felt a little silly recently. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Arizona needs help everywhere, so it... If they take Murray, if they take Bosa, 
if they take that Quinnen Williams. Out of Alabama, he's yeah, a beast. he's a beast. I mean, I don't think they can go wrong with – I think Bosa and Quinnen Williams are the two safest guys. Now, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals having Josh Rosen, who yeah, they took with a first pick it. last year? He was the number, like, 10 pick in the draft. And, and you know, he came in with very arrogant – you know, like well, he didn't start at the beginning of the year, yeah, and then four or five games in. But you started. know, Jared Goff was an absolute bust as a rookie, and look what he turned into. UCLA, big time California quarterbacks. Yeah, isn't that right, Steve? That's right. All right, let's take our final break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim with breaking news. That's pretty good, Steve. Yeah, Morse code. The breaking news is that the Kansas City Chiefs have made a move right before the NFL draft. And oddly enough, we were kind of just talking about that right. and thinking, what are they going to do? Are they going to move around in the first round? And what they have decided to do after letting go defensive players like D. Ford, Justin Houston, some of their edge Eric Berry. pass rushers, Eric yeah, Berry. Yeah. What they have done is they have gone out and got a very good defensive end to go into this new 4-3 defensive lineup for Steve Spagnola, and they have made a big move, and that is what everybody across the NFL is talking about now. It came across our desk just moments ago. I had two different people text me, one of them being one of our anonymous sources all the time. And then the other one being a friend of mine who is a very big Seahawks fan. I can't read the text message that he sent because it had some vulgarity. Off color. But what he sent is following this trade that was announced that the Seattle Seahawks are trading defensive end Frank Clark. Who is really good. He's very good. He's their franchise player to the Chiefs for a first-round pick this year in the 2019 draft and then a second-round pick next year in the 2020 draft, plus an exchange of third-round picks this year. That's a big price to pay. I, I, You know, I think him just for a number one and maybe the swap of the thirds, I think that second-round pick they give up next year, I don't know why they had to throw that in. I just think that's an awful lot to give up. But he's, he's a dude. He can play. The thing that does make me a little bit nervous about a first-round pick this year is that the Chiefs have some work to do in terms of getting some very good defensive players now and that are ready to go now, where if they drafted some cornerback in the sixth round, likely that guy's not going to play. He's not going to be an important person. But all the mock drafts were telling us the Chiefs are going to take a big-time cornerback with their pick, which was either 29 or 28 well, the in the first they're, round. Look how late they're picking, though. At 29... There's going to be some good corners that are going to be picked well ahead of whoever they were going to pick. And so, I, I, I don't know how to process it 100% yet, but the thing that I do like is that the Chiefs got rid of two very good pass rushers, and now they've added another very good one in Frank Clark. And with him, 
next to Chris Jones on the inside, that's going to be a scary pass rush for the Chiefs this year, and they need it. And then Alan Bailey will be on the other end, so who's going to be the – they'll have to find him another tackle, though. Maybe they'll be ready to find somebody else this weekend. Could be. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So the Chiefs have made their first big move of So basically, draft Chiefs season. fans don't have to watch the draft on. Yeah, Thursday night will be a little boring. Yeah. Unless they make a move and yeah. jump into the first round. Right. Which, who knows, they could. Maybe they'll trade Tyreek Hill and get a first rounder in exchange. Interesting. I like your, your theories, Steve. Did you watch the Royals yesterday? I did. Late game. Well, it wasn't very late. It started at 6 o'clock at Tampa. Yeah. I Are you a fan it. of Tropicana Field? It's a joke. I like Tropicana Needs to Field. to be blown up. I've broadcasted games there. You know, they they got the, they have like the best record in the American League, and they draw like 116 people to their games. Hey, give them credit. I it's think, 185. I think, I think Major League Baseball needs to step in and take the franchise away from them. Go to Montreal. Well, I don't know about that, but I think that's... Where an, else could it go? It could go... I don't know, but it, that's an embarrassment. Montreal. Memphis. Memphis. That'd well, be a bad have, place. I'm trying to think of a populated place. San would, Antonio. Ooh, that might work. I bet San Antonio could get some fans. Sure. What about Las Vegas? Betting. They're getting much, the Raiders. Too much betting going on. Oh, stop it. You sound like a person in Field of Dreams. <laughs> you sound like the 1919 Chicago Black Sox. I won't let you get away with that. I'm, I'm too big of a fan yeah. of betting. I'm not letting you throw that out for these people here. There's no betting going on. Nobody's throwing games. Just the people of old, 100 years ago. It's all Shoeless Joe's fault. Yep. All right, Steve, no show tomorrow. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. We're going to have no show tomorrow. The Royals because, play yeah, Royals at noon. Yeah. Or if they play at 1 o'clock and, and they're well, in the central there will time. There will be about 96 people at that There, there will not be very many people Ooh. in St. Pete. Yeah. So no show tomorrow. Thursday, we've got the pistol coming in. Oh, pistol. It's a Royals off day. Yeah. We are going to dive into the NFL draft, and it's going to be a riveting 30 minutes of sports talk. I'm sure it will. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Thursday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.